Are you ready to be inspired, challenged, and strengthened in your faith walk? Are you ready to get breakthrough from those old cycles and thought patterns that you just can't seem to get freedom from? Then you've come to the right place. You are going to get freedom, you are going to get breakthrough, and you are going to get healing because that's the life that Jesus paid for. This podcast is not just talk. We're going to live it. I want to personally welcome you to my little podcast corner. My name is Jillian Ahonen, and I am so excited for what God's going to do through our time together today. Whether you're driving in traffic to work, out on a morning run, or sipping your coffee in a comfy chair, let's get our hearts ready for today's word. Good morning. I am so thankful you joined me today. I hope you're well. Today, we are going to talk about how it's God's heart and desire for us to shine Him in all circumstances in every area of our lives and what that looks like every day. But first, I thought it'd be fun to give you a little fun fact about me. I thought, you know, last week I gave you a little backstory and some things going on. So this week, it's going to be a fun fact and it's kind of a weird one. So I have this weird thing with lotion. Um, I have to have lotion in every room of my house because I'm putting it on my hands constantly because touching things drives me crazy. After I wash my hands, I have to put lotion on. Even when I'm doing laundry, (laughs) I literally put on lotion before I continue to fold the towels because the texture just starts to make me feel really dry and I can't touch anything. My family all know, you know, like if I'm rubbing somebody's back or something, I'm like, oh, okay, I can't handle the feel of a t-shirt anymore. I need lotion on my hands. So I have lotion in my bathroom. I've got lotion in my laundry room. I've got lotion in my kitchen. I've got lotion in my purse. And I'm literally putting on lotion all day long to the point where if my friends come over they will count how many times I go to the lotion bottle to put it on and make fun of me. So there you go. I'm fine with it. I'm I'm totally okay that I'm weird. Actually, I may even put this on my Instagram story at some point today just to ask if I have any other weird lotion people out there because sometimes we just got to find our tribe, you know, and make ourselves feel less in a weird way normal. <laughs> Anyway, let's get to today's conversation. I want to highlight Matthew 5, 14 through 16 for us today. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The Holy Spirit spoke to me through these passages a while back, and I shared it in my recent book, Ripple Effect. I kind of wanted to talk about this a bit today and what this should look like in our lives on a daily basis. It was during my regular Jesus time I had been reading these familiar passages. I mean, we're we're really familiar with these passages. There's worship songs that talk about this. So this isn't something like, you know, that hidden scripture that most of us have never really read or skimmed past. This is a known passage. And I was reading it during my regular Jesus time one morning. And so, you know, again, they were very familiar to me. But this time, as I read, the Holy Spirit said, my church is like a bowl. My children are lighting up the inside of a building, but not the world. Honestly, my heart sank. Sometimes the whispers of the Holy Spirit are so overwhelmingly hard to look at. And I just kind of sat there in silence going, oh, oh my gosh, Lord, how, 
<laughs> what do we do? You know, and I've been praying. I've been praying for the body of Christ. I've I've asked the Lord, you know, what what is what's my mission? What is my mission to your church? You've asked me to start a podcast. And so a lot of these messages are built around the words that the Lord has given to me for the church. Honestly, we've become so focused on what goes on inside of the church building, super busy, plugged into all ministries. And I am not knocking ministries. I think community is so important. Getting involved, being a part of the bigger picture, serving, these things are important. But we've become so busy with those things, we've forgotten what it looks like to make sure we're taking what we're being equipped with outside of the church walls and into our daily lives. Oftentimes, we are so caught up in our busy lives that we don't even realize the negative trail we're leaving throughout the day. We've become so consumed with our own busy lives, going down the checklist to make sure we're doing all the Christian things at church. And outside of the church, we end up looking more like a bunch of reactive, emotional complainers that need everything to be our way in order to be okay with a long list of what we've gone through, ready to explain why we're so broken and join all the pity parties, almost trying to one-up someone else's bad day or find someone to complain to that we can relate to. Never mind the catastrophic events that can happen in a moment's notice. I, I, I am not minimizing anything that we've gone through. If you've listened to any of my podcasts, if you've followed me for any amount of time, if you've read either one of my books, I'm very sensitive to this reality that we experience pain, but we bring that pain to Jesus and he heals us. We're not supposed to live out of that place. You can go back to earlier podcasts. I talk about that God really heals our heart and, you know, look back long enough to learn and grow. And I even have chapters in Life is Muddy that talk about processing our emotions with Jesus and inviting him to be the center. So I just want you to know that as I'm sharing this message today, I am not saying we don't experience hard things. But what I am saying is we wear those hard things all the time instead of wearing Christ and shining him. So aside from real pain in life, you guys, we end up shook when our cars get a flat tire, the washing machine breaks down in the same week, and how the barista was so busy flirting with the guy in front of us, we had to wait an extra whole three minutes for our drink. We think our week is awful, stressful, filled with problems. Let's not even talk about the nonsense that goes on at work or what it feels like home with the kids. We cry out to God to show up, walk around miserable, wearing our circumstances, and Jesus ain't anywhere in the picture. Are you following me today? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? We're doing this in our homes, with our marriages, our jobs, as we go through life, and this is the complete opposite of the call. We're called to shine him in our everyday lives. We're temples of the living God. Today, we are going to get our focus back and do some damage to the kingdom of darkness because the enemy has blinded us long enough and we're going to put him back in his place by getting into ours. Amen. We are going to shine. We are going to fight back. We are going to take some ground. We are going to stand firm in faith and we are going to be the hope bringers and the light shiners to the world around us. I have to tell you, I know I've said this before, but I am still shocked at how many ways we justify and live with a belief that has given us permission to lower the bar and we're not representing Jesus well at all. My young adult years were spent listening to messages about becoming that purified image of Christ and how the fires of life were meant to shape me into his glorious image, to be used as his vessel, to shine and radiate him. 
I attended women's Bible studies and conferences, and the messages were never about how God was going to fix my situation, but how God uses my hard situations to remove the impurities in me, making me more like him. These messages began to sink with my heart, and I learned to go deeper in faith and trust. The more I read my Bible, the more I understood the assignment to become like him, to shine him. And I'll tell you, this goal doesn't shift when life gets hard or when we go through devastation. If anything, when darkness hits, we shine brighter. Think about 2020. Were we shining or were we complaining and fear-driven and emotionally reactive just like everybody else? We got to look at this. We are the ones who have the answer to all of life's problems. His name is Jesus, and we are supposed to be the beacon of hope to the world around us. But we can't be if we're freaking out about the same things they are. I know I've shared plenty of times different aspects of my previous marriage, but the nine years that I was married to my ex-husband, God used that marriage, that unhealthy and hard marriage to make me more like him. Obviously, it's not okay to use drugs and abuse your family, and my ex-husband will one day have to stand before the Lord and give an account for how he chose to manage his life, but that's not on me. What's on me is, am I going to become more like him? Am I going to shine him? Am I going to represent my father in heaven? I learned to walk in forgiveness. I learned to be patient in affliction. I learned to shine Jesus in my home and outside of my home, and I wasn't faking it. Last week, we talked about being transformed, and this new life in Christ is actually supposed to look like Jesus. So if you're kind of going like, uh, this doesn't make sense, you know, because you've not really connected with the fact that we are supposed to become more like Christ. Listen to last week's message. I think too many are living under an antichrist belief system that says it's unfair to do the right thing because when wrong happens, you automatically have your list of justifications to react wrong and decide that living by our humanistic responses to life somehow makes us feel empowered. But the truth is, <laughs> seriously, soak this in. The truth is, is if you're going to go through life being emotionally reactive you're actually under the control of life and you stay a victim to your circumstances. I'm really thankful that for whatever reason, I recognized this early on and chose to look at myself and grow in holiness regardless of how messy and reckless my ex chose to live. It doesn't matter how hard my life gets. I hold myself accountable to the word, yield to the Holy Spirit, and shine him. <laughs> I have to say, though, there have been countless times I've missed it big time. I have been messy. I have been reactive. I've allowed my hurt to guide me, and I've made emotional decisions. Those are the times that I've realized I'm disconnected from from the vine. I am not crucifying my flesh and I have not invited Jesus into the center. And honestly, most of the time where I am, I'm at that vulnerable breaking point. When I connect with it, I'm realizing like I stopped giving Jesus that time and spending time with him. And, and I'll tell you that I, I can look back at moments in my life where I really, really struggled and I was responding emotionally and I learn and I've grown. You know, there's even been times I was called out by non-Christians for some choices and decisions. And you know what? I learned to say you're right. That is not the way God wants me to live or the things he wants me to do. I chose to allow God to use that person to call me out so I could grow. I mean, we kind of dismiss the reality that God wants to use all kinds of situations and scenarios to corral us back in and nudge us back in and be like, hey, you're off course here. I'll tell you, those moments were embarrassing. I could have easily claimed that, oh, I'm not perfect, just forgiven that we quote, but I know what the word says and I was killing my witness. I was not glorifying my father in heaven. I was not shining him. 
And I wasn't going to make excuses. I'd go home and weep in those moments. I, I asked God for forgiveness. I wanted another chance to turn from my former ways and shine my new life in Christ. I actually genuinely with my whole heart felt bad for not displaying godly characteristics and I repented. And then I learned to yield to the Holy Spirit in the moment. This willingness and desire gave room for the Holy Spirit to do even more in me, and more and more, I started producing his fruit. Now when I'm hurt by life or things are hard and I'm pressed on all sides, I know all I have to do is turn to him. I just have to invite him into the center, and what comes out of me, without even trying, actually looks like him. I no longer let my hard situations or the hurdles that happen in life get the best of me so that everyone around me gets the worst. Look, I'm not who I was 20 years ago. I'm not who I was five years ago. I'm not even the same as I was last year. I have one goal in mind to go from glory to glory so I can shine him. And this is God's heart for you. Our responses to life's problems and hardships need to look less and less like our old nature and more and more like Jesus. Honestly, I, I really feel like life has stripped me down so much, but in a good way, because I'm becoming more and more built up in him. I'm, I'm really at a point in my life where I'm like, put me anywhere in any situation. I'm going to shine him. I'm sure there's plenty of people that think my life is perfect over here in my comfy little corner here on earth, but it's not. I'm just not going to list out the 20 plus things that are going wrong in my life because I've put my trust in a God that already went before me. I do this consciously in the midst of an incredibly painful situation. I put my eyes on the perfecter of my faith and I literally say, God, this hurts, but I'm going to shine you and I'm going to glorify you no matter what. And because of this mindset, I'm continually changing and shining him in so many different areas of my life. And every once in a while, the Holy Spirit lets me hear what others are seeing, even in seemingly small situations. My family and I were, um, we were on family vacation last spring and we were all sitting down, um, at the outdoor patio area and my daughter, my son in love and my grandbaby were there. And so they gathered down on our patio and we're all hanging out and Colson was just playing with, um, a candle and like lighting it and melting it and then taking the wax and making his own little separate wax ball. <laughs> you know, obviously he's being monitored. And um, Kalina looks at me and she's like, okay, seriously, you, you would have been freaking out years ago if that was us. And I, I, you know, I, I made a joke. I was like, yeah, you guys stripped me down. But the truth is I'm slow. (laughs) I'm, I'm not reactive. I'm slow. I really consider before I respond and I'm more relaxed in these situations. And I kind of let my kids explore more and more as long as it's safe and it's supervised and they're respectful. And, you know, there's just so much peace that comes out of that. And my older kids feel it. They see the difference. They feel the difference. And while obviously I wish that I could be this more peaceful, relaxed mom 24, 25 years ago, I do feel like I was a pretty patient mom, but I've grown in it. And my kids are, they see it. They see the difference between who I was in the earlier years and who I am today. And I'm, I'm able to say it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit in me. I've learned to crucify my flesh. I've learned to relax in chaos because I've experienced so much chaos. I've learned how to be peace in the middle of chaos. 
And I just thought it was really neat. You know, it's like those simple little moments that the Holy Spirit gives us of like, yeah, you're doing it. You know, people see your kids see it. This is awesome. And I can give glory to God. I'm also, as I'm talking, I'm reminded of this other situation where um, we had family staying with us. It was supposed to be one to two weeks. And it ended up turning into almost two months because they had their RV broken down and it was just one thing after another and it, it just felt like a nightmare for them. But anyway, they, so they were at our house for almost two months and how many, of you know, you really can't hide a whole lot when you live with somebody for that long. Like we could fake it for a weekend or a week. Right. <laughs> but like really things start wearing and I I know that's not what they saw in me because I, I am who I am at home and outside of my home. And there was one night in particular, I don't even remember who it was, but it was somebody chasing somebody around the kitchen and they were like doing the towel whip thing. And, um, they whipped a glass on the counter and it literally shattered and splattered all over the place. It's amazing how like the smallest amount of a drink can literally make the biggest disaster in a kitchen. I, I can't explain it. I don't understand. It wasn't even a full glass, but it splattered everywhere. And I'm just, you know, whatever, like I'm cleaning it up and just kind of laughing because of the situation. And um, the next morning I was talking to one of the people that was staying with us and he said, you know, I was shocked to see the chaos of that situation and the glass break and the drinks spill everywhere and you just cleaned it. You just cleaned it. You still had a smile on your face. You didn't react. I didn't really connect in the moment because I just, it's just normal for me. I, I really just don't sweat the small stuff, but I, I reflected back and I was like, oh my gosh, I was totally at peace. And he got to see that. And again, it was another testimony of the work of the Holy Spirit in my life that has made me a calm, peace-filled person. This natural yet supernatural flow where we have opportunities to shine everywhere, we don't even have to try. When the Holy Spirit has permission to rule instead of our human nature, His fruit oozes out of us naturally. And in order to get there, we have to stop hiding behind all of our excuses and understand the will of God. We need to grow in spiritual maturity and understand that Jesus died and his spirit is in us so that we become like him, literally, not figuratively, glorifying our father in heaven. We are called to shine. We are called to be a city on the hill for all the world to see inside of our house, at the grocery store, at work. It doesn't matter where we are. We can be that shining light no matter where we go. And when we blow it, we need to repent and stop making excuses. Like I mentioned, here's what I've learned to do when I blow it. I stop and I turn to Jesus. I ask him to forgive me and I lean into him for help. I have stopped justifying what I did wrong. I apologize for my part and I choose to grow in holiness. Even if the other person's actions and behaviors were way worse than mine and the cause of my response, I, I still own my part. And yeah, even with my kids, I promise you the best way to teach humility is to be a display of it in your own home. And no, my kids don't sense weakness in me because I apologize and then take advantage of me because I've owned up to my mistakes and, you know, now I'm this like flippy floppy person that they can take advantage of. If anything, it's developed a greater mutual respect because I'm willing to say I blew it 
and I'm sorry. I can't teach it if I'm not living it. If I want my kids to grow in humility and learn to say sorry and ask for forgiveness, I've got to display it when I make mistakes. I want my kids to see Jesus in our home through me. I refuse to put on that Christian front, go to church each week and play nice in the building, only to have my family feel like church is a place we pretend to be something we're not. Honestly, I I think this happens a lot and why we have so many who grow up in the church and want nothing to do with church or God later in life. We have got to own up to what we've displayed and why so many are turned off from the things of God. Our first and most important ministry is to our family. And yes, This includes our attitudes towards our spouses. This is a word for someone today. If this is speaking to you, do not let guilt and shame slip in. Turn to Jesus. Confess where you've allowed yourself to live a double life and ask for his help. He's quick to forgive when we turn to him and he's faithful to restore and redeem where we blow it. And now that you know better, you can do better. And you've got the Holy Spirit inside of you that's going to help. I promise you this spirit-led life is incredible where we get to partner with God and shine him every day, all day, no matter what. The freedom I feel inside of me because life doesn't have the power to take me down anymore is absolutely incredible. And what comes out of me is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. All of a sudden, people are meeting Jesus through me, and I'm not even trying. He's just showing up and shining through me as I yield to him. Peace is actually a huge one. I can't even tell you how many times I hear that when people come to my house, they feel like they can breathe. Or when they stand next to me, they instantly feel peace. People have shared this with me many, many times. These moments have become an opportunity to share Jesus with them, and it's believable. I don't even have to try to convince them of anything. They're meeting Jesus through me, and he's drawing them to him. Here's the truth. There will be constant scenarios that you are going to face in your everyday life from small to large that will challenge and test you, and you have to make choices. Are you going to become more like Jesus through them and shine him, or are you going to retreat back to your old pattern of living and never grow in spiritual maturity? When we come to the revelation that God's almighty presence is in us and nothing in this life can steal our shine, when life gets hard, we don't lose our peace over it. When life smacks us in the face, we still shine. Our hope is secure. This life here is temporary. We need to live with our minds focused on the things above, not the things of this earth, keeping the focus on the goal to become more like our heavenly father and a reflection of him. This is how we're a light to the world that draws people to our heavenly father. We are not supposed to allow ourselves to be broken down by life. We have the Holy Spirit in us and we are more than conquerors. We are supposed to be the ones displaying hope in a hopeless world, peace in the middle of chaos, loving others even when it's hard. And we are called to forgive just as we've been forgiven, walking in mercy and grace, trusting and believing that God sees the injustice and he, not we, is our vindicator. You know what God said to me once when I got hit with some major injustices and You know, I have been many times, but this one time in particular, I went to him. I was like, why? Why am I not seeing the vindication here? It seems like evil people always get away with things instead of paying the price. He brought me to scriptures on how he's slow to anger and it's his heart to give people time to turn to him. He leaves me absolutely no room to hold any grudges or decide that my limited scope is the whole picture. God sees the beginning from the end. He sees the outcome of the heart when all we see is the hurt and the problem. God wants us to adopt this mindset through life, including in world events. He wants us to stop living so small and so consumed with our own little worlds and actually become the city on the hill. This confidence is actually attractive to the world because they are in constant turmoil with life here on earth. We have got to get an eternal perspective. 
We have become very self-focused and self-absorbed, and this is why we cannot accomplish what Jesus wants to accomplish in us and through us. I want to stop again, though. I want to pause and speak into heart hurt for a minute because I don't want to come across as callous or uncaring. Like I said from the beginning, I just feel like I need to say it again. I care about what you've gone through, and God sees you. He knows all you've walked through, and his heart breaks for what breaks yours. My heart aches when I hear the painful experiences that too many have endured. I've cried with others, and I've cried for my own heartbreak, but the goal still remains the same. No matter what, we're called to become like him and shine him. God desires for us to grow in spiritual maturity and become like him, radiating him in every area of our lives, and he wants to use the fires of life to shape and mold us into the image bearers we were designed to be. He wants us to actually look like Jesus. And I hope you realize by now, I'm not talking about putting on a plastic smile or faking your way through life. Our junk will leak out if we've not been refined. In my first book, Life is Muddy, I wrote about how God wants to use the mud in our lives and it's not meant to break us, but shape us. That book was really vulnerable because I was experiencing so many mud pits as I wrote it. I was... (laughs) I was getting squeezed in so many different ways. I mean, really, really painful stuff. Not even just the things that I mentioned in my book. There was more. And even after my book was published, I thought like what was going on during that time was the worst of it. And it wasn't. Life continued to get hard. And that book turned out to be a how to get through the mud with strength and victory manual. I continue to get blindsided by life, and honestly, I'm currently experiencing some pretty hard scenarios, but God, he is my hope, he is my joy, he is my strength, my ever-present help in my time of need, and I'm not going to come out of the fires of life smelling like smoke. I'm going to shine him. I'm living proof that the harder life is, the more like Christ we can become. We have to develop a mindset that decides that nothing we face in this life is going to have the upper hand. Instead, We're going to use it to deepen our faith and trust, strip us of the things that are not of God, and learn to grow in spiritual maturity. One of my life scriptures is James 1, 2 through 4, and my favorite version is the message version. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. These passages seriously keep me focused when I'm being pressed by life, and I don't try to retreat or make excuses by finding a way out. Instead, I allow myself to be held to the fire and come out of that pressing season lacking nothing. When I read my Bible, I find that God's purpose is not to make our life here on earth better, but to grow us into mature Christ-like warriors that can conquer everything and anything that life throws our way. He wants us to be bold, faith-filled believers that don't shrink back when life's hard, but press into him in greater measures, allowing his spirit in us to strengthen us and actually look and sound like him to those around us. Too many are missing this and allowing life to shape them, not God. If you've tuned into my podcast, you are quickly learning that I stand by what this podcast is titled, Not Just Talk, We're Gonna Live It. I want to share with you a poll for my latest book, Ripple Effect. The word Christian means to be like Christ. When you come into a relationship with Jesus, you are to strip yourself of all your old ways and allow the Holy Spirit to mold and shape you to become more like him. He is the potter and we are the clay. If we haven't fully surrendered every part of ourselves to God, we will continue to be molded and shaped by something whether it be our upbringing, our situations, others' opinions, our experiences in life, our feelings, even our successes and failures. If it's not God, then it will be something else that will shape us into who we are today. Many of us have been shaped by life, not by God. That Again, that's a pull from my most recent book, Ripple Effect. Here's what I mean by shaped by life. When our days go smooth and everything goes our way, we're good. When something unpredictable happens, we decide our day is bad. 
our mood changes, and we respond out of that mood. Then we justify, listing out everything that went wrong that day, post about it on social media, vent to our BFF, complain to our spouses. We might even have a little road rage and flip off the driver that cuts us off on the freeway because we are already so angry. But we have that license plate frame that says all for the glory of God on the back of our cars. These reactions from the smallest to the largest scale is being shaped by life. When in fact, we're supposed to use these scenarios to crucify the flesh so we can live by the spirit. Realize we cannot live by the flesh and the spirit simultaneously. We must choose which one we're going to live from. Is life going to shape you or is God? Again, the choice is yours. I have to say, here's my little side tip for my church peeps. If you don't act like Jesus outside of the building on Sunday, please stop telling people you're a Christian. And please don't use the excuse you're just forgiven and not a hypocrite. Like I mentioned last week, this is not only totally wrong, but seriously pushing people away from God. My heart aches, aches for those who've been hurt by the body of Christ and haven't had a chance to meet Jesus through us. I, I pray constantly that God sends his servants to minister to those who are mistreated by people who claim Jesus but didn't love like him. We need to stop hiding behind the lie that says church is filled with imperfect people so we can continue to live messy, unyielded lives. No, we on our own are not perfect, but we are called higher and it's Christ's perfect work in us that is meant to shine through us. We are the temples of the living God and we're called to shine him, period. In order for us to accomplish this mandate of the church, we have some serious growing to do. Am I right? Can we stop playing church and become her? The church is not a building. We are the church. Guess what? When your husband or wife is reacting poorly, you don't have the green light to be reactive back. You stand before God. This truth dates all the way back to Genesis when Eve took the bait and bit the apple, going against what God had said. Adam ate too, and when the Lord confronted them, Eve blames the serpent, Adam blames Eve. But guess what? If you keep reading, you find out that God held each accountable for their actions. Notice they couldn't even blame the serpent. How many times do we justify our actions and behaviors by saying, well, you don't, you know, this, this person did this, and so I did that, and... Or, or we say, you know, the devil tempted me or I was deceived. I'm sorry to pop your bubble today, but we are not only called to exercise sharp discernment, recognizing the schemes of the enemy who will continually try to trap us, but the word clearly tells us that God will always give us a way out and to flee, but we also can't blame somebody else on judgment day when we stand before the Lord and say, well, did you see who I was married to? Or did you see the people I worked with? <laughs> you know, the list is endless. We're not going to say that. When I read my Bible, I find out that I'm really without excuses. Let's decide to stop complaining, blaming, and arguing, take a personal evaluation of our lives, and choose to shine in every area of our lives. Philippians 2, 14 through 16. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then, get this, you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then you will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. This is what God desires of us. Let's stop asking God to show up and fix our situations and let's show up in our everyday lives and shine him at work, at the grocery store, at your children's sporting events, inside the walls of your own home. I promise you when you are so focused on the call for us as citizens of heaven, those things that once stole your shine, drove you crazy or had the ability to take you down will completely lose power in your life. Understand the assignment that God has given to us. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. 
If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. That's John 15, 5 through 8. Let's start taking responsibility for our words and actions that don't look like Jesus and hold ourselves accountable to God's standards of living by remaining connected to the vine and being a display of his fruit. No more excuses for our bad behaviors. Let's take a giant step back when life triggers us and learn what it means to crucify the flesh that wants to react back and invite the Holy Spirit to reign in the moment we're being tested so we can shine him. I'm going to close with a charge for all of us. This is Isaiah 61. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. It's time to be the city upon the hill. Thank you for joining me today. I'm believing the Holy Spirit met you powerfully through this week's episode of Not Just Talk. Now for the real part. Let's take this conversation beyond talk and live it in our daily lives. Amen? Don't forget to check out my newly released book. I'm really excited. It's called Ripple Effect, a transformational journey into God's heart that will change you from the inside out. It's available now on your favorite online bookstore, Amazon, or you can order a signed copy direct through my website, jillianahonan.com. Also, did you know that we have a ministry app where you can receive direct notifications for everything we have going on beyond this weekly podcast? Just search Jillian Ahonan Ministries in your app store and download it for free. And please, I'd love to see your face on social media. Connect with me on my public Facebook page or on Instagram. I hang out there daily. Don't forget to subscribe and come back next week for another episode of Not Just Talk. Hugs and blessings, family.